welcome to episode 91 of Retro Encounter, RPG Fans Off Topic, Game Journal, whatever have you podcast. My name is Mike Solosi, Monsoon on the Boards, and I'm here with two retro veterans to talk about a sequel to a game we talked about September, and I think I'll say talked about one more time just to make it four. So with me today is Peter Treisenberg. Hey everybody, I have Fury on the Boards. And also Alana Hakes. Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Calvin from the Bulls. Now, Peter, Alana, you and I were both on a podcast in September of last year talking about Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc, the completely bonkers visual novel for Vita and PC uh, made by Spike Chunsoft and about mostly murdering teenagers and also, you know, uh, mystery and despair and hope and all kinds of odd metaphors. And the three of us all liked that game a lot, right? Am I remembering this correctly? You'll remember yeah. it correctly. I'd say <laughs> I it's one of the better. Yeah. Right, it's a very memorable, very weird, unusual game. And it has a sequel that came out, I think, the in the United States, it came out in the same year that the first one did, Danganronpa 2, Goodbye Despair. And that's what we're here to talk about today. We liked Danganronpa 1 so much, we decided to record an episode about the sequel. But because of scheduling issues and other things, it, it is coming... Almost a year after that first episode. But we've all finished it. We all have thoughts about Danganronpa 2. And it's it's a, it's a little different from the first game. It, um, it, I think it goes into some... Uh, it goes into a little bit of a science fiction realm a little bit further than Danganronpa 1 does. And, uh, and it's... Sure, and its um, it, its twists are of a similar but different nature to the twists at the end of the first game. But uh, okay, without do, without going into end game spoilers, because we'll get to those later. Uh, starting with you, Peter, what are your overall thoughts on Danganronpa two, especially since you played it relatively shortly after Danganronpa one? So, uh, Dan- playing Danganronpa two right after playing the first one is kind of an interesting experience because. Uh, the start of the game does it does its best to invoke uh, memories of the first game. Um, it tries really hard. It it, it 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 has almost an identical setup where it it introduces Hope. You know the new character protagonist Hajime is on his way to Hope Speak Academy, and he wakes up in a weird situation. This time it's a tropical island, but there's a new group of kids, and it's 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 it's. it's off-putting how similar it is at first. Very quickly, the curtain gets pulled back. Ma- uh, Monokuma shows up and starts doing his Monokuma thing. And then things start to get weird. Right. Well, it's... Um, um, I, I would argue that Danganronpa gets weird very very early and even maybe even more consistently weird than as, the first game. As soon <laughs> as Monami shows up? Yeah. it's In a way, it feels too similar to the first game at at least at the beginning, I agree with that. But once it, you know, shows more and more of its story cards, and you get more out of these characters, I think it's it goes in a significantly it, different direction eventually. It also does, and it also ends up subverting those expectations in really interesting ways. It yeah. plays off what you're expecting coming off of the first game. Right, I'd, I'd basically agree with that. Now, um, Alana, same question to you. Uh, what are your sort of overall thoughts about the game without going into endgame spoilers yet? Um, so, initially, very much like Peter, so I had a bit of a break after one because the Danganronpa games are quite heavy 
and there's a lot to get your head around. So I needed a bit of a break. And so I dived into Danganronpa 2 maybe five or six months afterwards. Um, and like Pia and like Mike, you both said, um, it does feel unsettlingly similar, not least because of the fact that one character sounds very similar to another character from the first game and another character looks very similar to another character in the first game. And obviously your brain is going wildfire trying to figure out these two. And then, like you say, the, the carpet is completely pulled out from under your feet within the first couple of hours, the first chapter especially, uh, considering that you spend this time trying to figure out who this character is. You're thinking, you remind me of somebody, you are somebody, and he is named the same character. I mean, well, we we, we can talk. We can talk about it. Yeah, we're gonna, we we're gonna, yeah, yeah. We're going to be spoiling Why the hell out the of this game. Yeah, yeah, we're, awesome... we're going to be we're gonna be spoiling the hell out of this game throughout the episode. But I, I want to save the end game stuff for yeah. the end of the talk. But you're but okay. you're right. Um, Byakuya, okay, Byakuya has returned, but he does not look anything like uh, the Byakuya from <laughs> Danganronpa One. He's he's grossly overweight, and he's nice to people, which are t- yeah. two very non-Byakuya <laughs> things. And yes. then, and also, um. <laughs> The character of Nagito has the same voice actor as Makoto, the main character from the first game. Uh, Nagito's not the main character of Danganronpa 2. Haji- There's a, a different um, milk toast protagonist named Hajime. But yeah. uh, in, both Jap- in both Japanese and English, um, Nagito has the same voice actor as Makoto. And Nagito Komaeda is a uh, um, a jumbled up version of um, Mak- uh, Makoto Naegi. So there's a they're deliberately playing those, uh, comparing those two characters as different versions of the ultimate lucky student because because oh, Nagito yeah. is the ultimate lucky student. Every character in this game is the ultimate something as a ultimate something high school student, except for Hajime, who we're right. uncertain of what it is. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We are. Um, is unknown at the start of the game. Right. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm, I'm struggling to remember this because it's. I played this game over a year ago, and didn't didn't replay it for <laughs> this episode. We, we're just. This is a you know special one off episode just because we want to talk about the sequel. Yeah. But and the nature of Hajime's story is it plays into that end game we're trying to avoid for now. Right. But um, <laughs> our new <laughs> ultimate lucky student is a absolute subversion of Makoto. Oh, he is. It's, Maybe okay. Unsettling character for a while. Yeah. Yeah, Nagito is completely bonkers. He's my second favorite character in the game. Uh, We'll we'll talk about our favorites later. But um, like he uses his luck almost as a weapon. He's so stupidly lucky that he deliberately does things he shouldn't be able to do and succeeds anyway. And is wants to subvert the game just to see what happens like he he withholds evidence from you in the uh in the first case he's not the killer or the victim in the first case but he withholds it from you and and the whole team gets so mad at him that they lock him up in a cabin which seems and, like which seems slightly more reasonable than some of the actions in this game he, he, <laughs> and he's constantly prattling off the, the hope and despair lines that he heard coming out yeah. of Juco. Um, get some kick out yeah, 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 the, uh, out. yeah, Junko is the yeah, uh, Junko main antagonist of the first game, and she's obsessed with despair and sending people to despair. But ultimately, the the hope held by the main characters of the first game are able to overcome her, and Junko dies at the end of the first game in a very brutal <laughs> execution scene. Which we will get into that. Yes, we're we, we, yeah. Junko will come up later, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but how about Aww. that that first case? It um, 
one thing that I think is uh, makes Danganronpa two a little feel a little different from Danganronpa one is that it's it, in a way it's more of the same like and which is fine for a sequel. Sometimes in a video game sequel, you want to go through some of the same gameplay loops and feel some of the same feelings as you did in the previous game. That's that's reasonable. But um, I, I think that Danganronpa two is overall more the uh, the cases are more convoluted because in the. the that's fair. In the first case, in the first case in Danganronpa one, it's like, oh, they switch the names in the doors, and there's a difference between boys' rooms and girls' rooms, and it's 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 not very challenging at all. But I thought that the, the I mean, in, in the case in the first case of Danganronpa two, there's a dark room. A guy uses a trap door and stabs someone through the floorboards, and it's a. Uh, it, it's completely twisty, and I and the and each case is I think more challenging than the last, and the last two yeah. cases the uh, the one that's um the 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 one in the pastel towers and the one that's in the uh, sort of the the industrial area, uh, I I thought were way harder and and more batshit crazy than anything in Danganronpa one at least the at least anything mechanically oh, in, in yeah. like yeah, any of the any of the invest yeah in, in any of the investigation uh, trial stuff in Danganronpa one. They absolutely um, up the ante in terms of the complexity of the cases. Um, mm-hmm. I, it reminded me a lot of Virtue's Last Reward in that regard, um, because um, if okay, you play sure. VOR after playing 999, uh, the puzzles in VOR, and this is this is partially personal preference, but I find the puzzles in VOR to be a lot more difficult than the ones in 999. And part of that, to me, is an assumption on the part of the developer that if you are coming into this after playing the first game, which you absolutely should then you kind of know what you're getting in for, and they don't have to ease you in quite as much. In the case of Danganronpa, coming off of Danganronpa 1's completely crazy train ride, you're, you know what the cards are on the table. You know about the tragedy. You know all of this stuff. Where can they take it from there? And they kind of have to... They do So they do a, a really clever thing by introducing really similar elements to the from the beginning of the first game, as we established already, and kind of putting you off guard with that, and making the cases even crazier than before. Yes, that's um, that that is absolutely right, and a reason another reasonable expectation for a sequel to a game with puzzle elements, and um, I I don't mind them getting a little bit complicated because I mean I'm a bit of a of a puzzle slut sometimes I I seek out puzzles I do I do the uh, I do the Harvard puzzle hunt every year with a, with a group of friends, um, and and I and I like VLR more than nine 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 for a, a couple reasons but the more but the crazier puzzles being one of them, and. Uh, I, I don't know. I th- I, I, I really liked the, some of the Rube Goldberg nonsense going on in some of Danganronpa 2's puzzles. Like the, uh, um, uh, like at the end of the second case, you're trying to figure out uh, the killer was uh, Peko, the, um, the samurai girl. And a lot of the a lot of the solution to that was figuring out how she used a pulley system in the and and a room and uh, what's huh. in the certain room so she was able to exit without touching the ground or touching a door or something. <laughs> and it's uh, and, yeah, and I like that case two a lot. And and, yeah. ca- and case two also had that really unusual thing um, of uh, uh, it was a, you had to play through a visual novel game at the uh, before the case began. Which is a, a par- yeah. which which was a parody of uh, Twilight Syndrome, another an old Spike Chunsoft game, 
and, and that sort of got a revenge plot ball rolling that had uh, that that had uh, what's his name Kazuya I think the um the, the who's Kazuhiko. the Kazuhiko yeah yeah the the Yakuza kid um, Fuyuhiko that's him yeah it had Fuyuhiko yeah. trying uh, trying to kill uh, um, trying to kill the the photographer girl. Um, uh, Mahiru, yeah, yeah. Fuyuhiko wanted to kill Mahi- Mahiru. <laughs> Peko didn't want him to be put at risk, so she killed Mahiru instead. And then they covered for each other in the trial, which made which made it a little bit harder to figure out that either of them had done it. Which so like, and that's just the second case. <laughs> in, in case yeah. you can't tell, dear listeners, we are we we are there is a quite a large ensemble cast in this game once again, and we're having a bit of trouble remembering some of them. Yep, that's us. Uh, that's sixteen Japanese teenagers with uh with names that I, I I don't have the easiest time remembering since I played this game over a year ago. But uh, when you're in it, it's you know it's it's easy to tell the difference between these characters because they're all so. Yeah cartoony and exaggerated and distinct and that being and that being said at first at first i didn't think i would like this cast as much as the cast from the first one but as you get to know them i think they they all have very distinct personalities and um i think they're actually they're all really interesting characters in their own right even the ones you don't think you're going to like um they end up having i agree I think yeah. I would say I still overall prefer the cast of the first game, but I would say that there are a select few of this game, like Nagito, um, Furi- the Yakuza, the Ultimate Yakuza, and Fuyuhiko, some of the other yeah. characters. Yeah, Fuyuhiko. Um, they've got some real interesting picks, and there are a lot more subverting cast in this game, I would say. There's definitely a couple of individuals who shine amongst the kind of group. I would say story-wise, two is better than one, but... That's because they can just go all out, basically. They're just like, how can we amp up the tragedy? Like, they do a good job of that, which we'll get to. Um, no, no, we, we can but, talk about that now, because um, we, we, we talked about that a little bit last year in the previous episodes, how they, they uh, like, in the... Um, uh, in, in the case between the student council president and the uh, and and the biker kid, how they become best friends, and then you have to execute the biker kid, they and it, and that makes yeah. you feel more for both of them. They go, they go totally ham and Danganronpa two for that. They'll they'll get you attached oh, yeah. to pairs of characters, then they'll yeah. uh, then they'll murder half of the pair. And the the first Christ. time that happens is probably with Fuyuhiko and Peiko because you get sort of yeah. you start to appreciate them both. When you see that um, that they're how close they are, and uh, and how they're trying to protect each other in this case, and then you have to execute Peko, and that happens a couple more times. Um, uh, yeah. Should we should we, ta- should we talk yeah. about that now? You think? I think it's it's. I mean, it, yeah, Peko, Peko and Fuyuriko I thought was incredibly effective. Um, it also underscales a bit that I don't know. Did any of us really care that Teru Teru died? No. <laughs> like they tried. They tried he, he, he's the uh, um uh, for the listeners. He's he's the the killer in the first case, and he's uh the ultimate chef or something. And yeah, no one gives a damn they about Teru Teru. But it was so last minute. It was like I thought Tyke Kubo was writing this. Like, oh wow. <laughs> The villain's about to die. Concoct tragic backstory. Yeah, really. I mean, it doesn't help that they spend the entire first section of the game showing him off as some disgusting pervert. And it's just like, oh, okay, that's fine. He's fine. I really don't care. And that, stick during the I, I, case one is it, I don't think was the game putting its best foot forward. In no, terms I, th- of, I I think no, that I, um, 
I, I thought that Case 3 is probably my favorite, and Case 4 is oh. interesting but went on a little Ooh. too long. Dude, I have to, I have to, I have to argue with you on that. I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> I like. I do. I case four, case, case three is my least favorite, and I would probably say that uh, it's case four is that one with the, ta- the, yeah, the houses. With the, yeah, yeah, it's the, it's the it's the pastel houses that just went on I, too long. I think the middle phase went on a bit too long, but four is among my favorites of the game just because of the impact of it, I suppose. Well, okay. But, well, yeah. yeah. To, to, be, to be fair, I think the best part of the game is sort of the finale, sort of case, uh, case, yeah. case five going into the end game is, is what, yes, is what blew my mind and is, uh, and is what make, is what I remember the most clearly about Danganronpa two, but I liked case yeah. three because I don't know, because it was convoluted and because there's two murder victims in that one. And one of them, uh, was an accidental victim. Victim. And yes. and uh, and it used a, a pretty interesting like staging twist that made a that made it hard to uh, guess who the killer was unless you you know picked up from context clues. Yeah, I was I was annoyed I was annoyed with it because um, they introduced an element. Uh, uh, what was it that that like those like diseases that yeah. people were coming down with? Yeah. And I figured that one of the, that was going to play into the case somehow when it didn't. Right. So, I mean, yeah. I get that it's a red oh, herring, yeah. but. Yeah, um, uh, for the listeners, um, a, a bunch of characters fall ill during Case 3, so they uh, they relocate to a hospital, and the murder takes place in a stage area that has the hospital nearby. And um, it, it's real crazy. It's um, The killer is the uh, is the, the nurse girl, Mikan, and she is killing Ibuki, the rock star girl, with a, an elaborate, you know, hanging system. And then uh, a different character, uh, what's her name? Uh, Hiyoko, stump walk. Yeah, like, st- stumbles stumbles in on her staging the murder. So so Mikan kills Hiyoko and and like hides her behind some boxes or something. And then she runs back to the hospital and stages a video that looks like Ibuki hanging herself and sends that to everyone. So everyone's trying, but but then it's it. So people's people are really confused until Hajime realizes that uh, that 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 video couldn't have taken place on the stage. And it's, it's I liked the mechanics of that case and the set and trial, but I, I agree. Like it doesn't have the emotional impact of what happened in case four or five. Because case I mean case four, I I I was so sad by the end of that because I love Gundam and Sonya. Yeah. Oh, that punt that hit so hard. That hit so hard, especially. And they were setting it up the whole game because, like, Gundam and Sonya started hanging out in like case one. Yeah, I know. I picked up little hints from it. It didn't. I mean, Kazuichi had obviously been trying to get to her, and he was getting a bit annoying. So Kazuichi's annoying. Why why couldn't they kill him instead of Gundam? He he's the um the what was the fortune teller guy from oh, Number One? Was that Nobuhiro? Nobuhiro? Oh whatever. Uh, he's he's uh, this game's equivalent. He's the button. He is the equivalent. But yeah, um, chapter four because as well you think yeah, it's, 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 I'm chapter... sorry sorry to interrupt. It's Yasuhiro, not Nobuhiro. Is the fortune teller ah. guy? But I, I agree. I'm, I, I agree that that those two characters are similar. Go ahead. Sorry, Alana. Definitely. No, it's fine. Because um, chapter four is a bit of a shock. Because obviously, at the end of chapter three, if you take a break between three and four, you are left with the cliffhanger that Nekomaru is dead, and so he comes back as a robot. I believe I'm getting the right chapter end, but he's he's um, Mechamaru. They call him. Yes. And, 
um, Akane is like obsessed with him at this point and is yeah, so yeah, delighted. Yeah, uh, yeah Akane, um, Akane is the super athlete. Nekamaru is a super athlete manager, and they they trained yeah. they, they trained together often through the whole. I game. love their I love their relationship as well. But yeah, <laughs> the, then uh, oh, Gundam comes up with this kind of elaborate plan that if he's gonna get everybody out of these towers the most elaborate way to do it is to kill the person who's not human and it's just heavy because he spends the whole case pretending that he didn't do it um i do like the way he does it though because he uses his wonderful little pet hamsters to <laughs> press the button and put him to sleep okay so, there, there's so much Doc going Davis, so. there's so much going on in your description like pet hamsters and and killing yeah. a robot it's uh... yeah <laughs> like Gundam is absolutely the greatest yeah case four oh, is them. case four is so bonkers because yeah, um really. uh, Neko, uh no, not nekamaru uh, monokuma locks everyone in these in these bizarre Buildings. One of them is pink and one of them is green, and uh, and says, "Okay, you're locked in here with no food until someone dies." So they're they're everyone's like like hand wringing over what to do, and uh, and Gundam's like, "We can't live like this anymore." So he basically challenges uh, Nekamaro or Mechamaro to a duel, and um, and Gundam wins by switching off by turning off Mechamaro's power button with one <laughs> of it, with, with one of his uh, with one of his pet hamsters, and then uh, and then raising him up with a, another elaborate pulley system to the top of the building and dropping him to his death. Yeah, it was rather, really rather fantastic case. Was, I really liked it, but I do think it does go on a little bit too long. But The I investigation like, in that case is so long. Yeah, it felt like forever, but I think maybe the, what the standout is is obviously the end trial and the way that it's all done, but also the uh, secret room that you have to go through in yeah. order to find out the secret of the tower and i loved that bit i think it, it's there was a, too much fluff either side of it but the, the mini zero escape puzzle yeah no i, yeah, I think well I, th so I mean it's not it's not a, uh i don't think that's an accident that they had a zero escape puzzle in yeah. danganronpa 2 because i mean it, oh, it's they're, totally not. yeah they're they're both they're both spike chunsoft and i think it was added for the vita version because i mean danganronpa 1 and 2 were both originally psp games and uh yeah. and spike and chunsoft didn't merge until until after those PSP games, but before these Vita games, I'm not. So I think this might that might be a newer gameplay segment. You're also yeah. briefly playing as Nagito during that. You are, and I really, really like that. Trying to figure out the secret of the entire building. Um, it was a really nice touch in the middle. It was a bit of a loop. It threw you for a loop because I'm just. You get used to one chapter, and then they suddenly throw you for left field and go, "Here we go. We're going to add this bit. We're going to do this bit." which I think Chapter 4 does really effectively, but I do agree that there's probably a bit too much fluff either side because you've got the swapping between the houses and the going to bed and doing this and, you know, oh, I'm really hungry and, oh, look, Nagito's, like, appeared out of nowhere. And then you do that whole, like, flash... Not flashback sequence, but I think Nagato appearing in front of everybody is before doing the room, which is why he appears in front of everybody. It's And it's non-linear in parts, I believe. I might be making that up. I like how... A really complex chapter four is without being too silly. I feel like chapter three for me felt like, even though this is a ridiculous scenario, it felt like the most unbelievable murder at all, like out of all of them. And I just could not get invested at all. Probably because I hated Hyoko as well, like the little girl. Yeah. Didn't help. I, <laughs> she, she was she's really a, not. She she's a, a little cow. annoying. <laughs> yeah. She was a real, yeah, nasty piece of work sometimes, but... That's one where they tried to humanize her a bit more, but it just kind of stopped. 
It yeah, yeah, really just like Tara Tara, like maybe 20 minutes before she dies, she gets a <laughs> a couple lines of dialogue that make her a little bit less unlikable, but it's it wasn't enough for Hiyoko. She's she was just annoying. Yeah. We've gotten this far without mentioning Chiaki, who is absolutely the greatest person. Chiaki yeah. is Chiaki's probably my, my favorite. Yeah, she's my favorite character in the she's game. She's the best. I love her. Yeah, I really love Chiaki. She's the nar- narcoleptic gamer girl. Um, <laughs> and fall asleep on a dime. And, yeah. And I and and also my head cannon ship with Hajime right now. So. <laughs> yeah, she and oh, ha- yeah. she and Hajime get. A, it's it's not very explicit, and it's not, and they're not even as close as uh, as the um, the main characters of the first game, uh, uh, Makoto and Kyoko. Uh, but. I mean, Chiaki has a has a is really likable. She's um she does some you know gamer style jokes and tropes in there, but nothing but but nothing that obnoxious. Like she's not she didn't speak in memes like a certain Persona Five character, but uh, she's just really huh. likable and is and is always trying to guide the team I to the to, a, along the path of yeah. not murder. <laughs> <laughs> of the, along the like, path no, of not murder. No, Futaba's best girl. You're like, I can feel it coming off of Peter. Like, <laughs> Futaba's a good. Okay, all right. Persona Five break for a second. Futaba's a good character. I just think they go a little overboard with her language sometimes. And I, I uh, but I, I don't dislike her. I think she's a very good character in a, ga- in a game that I like a lot. P- Peter, I can just feel Peter seething across the mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least we're not talking about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> no, all right, yeah. Oh, oh, fine. <laughs> oh no, I see. No, 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 no. It's fine. We only talk about good games on this podcast, anyway. <laughs> all right, but oh. so yeah, Chiaki is a great character, and um. I, I was a little heartbroken during the when she became the victim of Case Five. Yeah, I think yeah, I that's... expected it though. She seems. Wait, I'm sorry, to... n- n- not the victim, the no, quote-unquote killer. The... Yeah, she's definitely. Unfortunately, this was the spoiler I read. Because oh I no! Yeah, yeah. This was the this was the one spoiler I read. Only that she was the murderer or murderer in inverted commas, but um. Yeah, I mean, it didn't affect too much because there's so much more going on with her anyway. And I think I probably would have figured out that something wasn't right with Chiaki because she was she became essentially the not the equivalent of the other computer nerd who was amazing in Danganronpa 1. But um, she didn't know too much, but she just like there was something about her that felt like switched on that didn't about any other character in the last game and I just thought something's going to happen to her and it just happened to be that she was the quote-unquote murderer but also that she was working for the future foundation with uh Monami so right I Um, yeah it kind of again surprised me that that was she was going that far that you know right so 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 to clarify a little bit and please I know we just keep jumping into things. Yeah, and not but please, like, no, 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 no. It's it's right. I need to I need to clarify this for my benefit, not for the listener benefit, because sometimes the the story in this game gets convoluted. So please jump in and correct me if I miss a detail. Um, around case four or between case four and five, they figure out okay, someone in here has to be working for the masterminds. Like there's one of us is a a, a double agent or or knows something that they aren't telling, but they're not sure who. And Nagi. Yeah, and, Sorry, and, Nag- and yeah, and, and Nagito's really bothered that he doesn't know who. Yeah, so then, like, most of the game is spent building up the fact that the Future Foundation are the bad people. Right. And that they are, are the bad guys who locked, who locked them on the island. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. 
Exactly. So, um, so Nagito figures out one of us has to be with the Future Foundation, but he doesn't know who. So he's going to use his crazy luck and his completely insane personality to figure out who it is by planting a bunch of uh, a, a bunch of um, they, they were they were like water balloons, but but filled with a, a with a fire extinguishing solution. Something like that, yes. Yeah, like like some kind of fire extinguishers that were, you know, in sealed packets that you throw at a fire like a little like a miniature bomb to put out the fire. Then he deliberately started a fire and uh and placed himself in a crazy apparatus with pulleys again. So many pulleys in this game. To so that he would for what he what he really did there he he basically crucified himself to the floor yeah yes <laughs> whatever so he arranged it for himself to be murdered by a complicated apparatus but also by replacing one of those uh fire extinguisher bombs with poison so he and so when the other four uh or maybe five surviving students all threw bombs at the same time the murderer would be the one that threw the poison one by accident and he, uh, so so he would die from the poison, and then uh, and then when he re- when his body relaxed, the pulley with all the weapons and stuff would would murder would uh, stab his body. So it looked like he died from stabbing, looked like he might have died from fire, but really it was dying by poison from a random character among the people stopping the fire, which is mm. bonkers and seems impossible. But then you remember what? he he was his plan was to use his luck so that the double agent would be the person to throw the poison bomb, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, and he, Yeah, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like only Nagito could have pulled something like that off because of his yeah. ridiculous his, his talent. But also, like, just the lengths he goes to to create an unwinnable scenario. Yeah, jeez. It's, it's brilliant. And, and like, they even punch out like that he has like self-inflicted wounds all over his body um, in order to to sell the illusion, the fact that he was screaming, he was screaming against his gag while he stabbed himself. That's crazy. Like, it's just Nagi, Nagi, that, that is when Nagito is absolutely insane. And but it's uh, I, I I can't I can't sell enough how much I in that case. So he's so warped, isn't he? He's so warped. He's he's so obsessed with seeing despair everywhere and hope triumph over despair. He's a little similar to Junko, but he's less obsessed with despair and more obsessed with seeing all of its machinations. It's it's crazy. But I, I was really sad when I realized that I would have to execute poor Chiaki. Yeah. She was the, her and Gundam. Having two characters that you loved a lot back-to-back was really hard. It was just almost like the game was like ex- not expressing, but teaching its own virtues so it was like Nikita Nakita was making you feel despair as well and by the end of case five I was just feeling really heavy and I just thought oh my god there's the case of um the book which Nakito gets as a prize for finding the secret to the double towers in chapter four mm-hmm. and then you've got to figure out the missing student and where um where the main character Hajime was in the book right? and then there was everything else to come it was just like 5 and 6 were pure onslaughts of everything like yeah and um I I guess Peko, uh, Gundam and Chiaki all fall under that category of a character that we really like because of their connections to other characters dying yeah Exactly, and and that making the the death feel worse, but it was a little bit different for um, 
oh, the nurse girl, uh, Mikan in the third yeah. case, because she, the illness that a bunch that several characters contracted, basically made her go crazy and want to murder someone for reasons unclear at first. Yeah. Exactly. So and and also she didn't have a, I mean she uh, she hit on Hajime a little bit, but she didn't really have a, a connection to another character that you felt like those other three I mentioned. Yeah, like, Mikan, I actually... Mikan was at least likable, but yeah, yeah, I liked mm-hmm. I liked Mikan. I managed to get her up to Max like a relationship before I right. To kill oh her. right, yeah, Don so, has like, oh. so, has social links. I forgot almost exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, so I did like her character a lot, and I really didn't like what they did with her character in that chapter. But that's yeah, we've covered that. Although it does provide, although one thing I do appreciate about Case Three, um, at least the resolution of it is um is it's it's good foreshadowing for the the, the twist regarding um uh the the the, the class yeah and then the uh, the the disease that a couple mm-hmm. of them suffered is um that that fits into the grander explanation of what's going on in a way that I thought was interesting but I, I liked case three more for the mechan more for its convoluted like you know uh murder and not and not for Mikan necessarily yeah definitely. Plus, it was nice to have, you know, Hiyoko dead. That's a positive. No, it's funny. There isn't a single character in Danganronpa 2 that I hated quite as much as, um, what's-his-face from Hifumi from the first oh, game. Oh, yeah, the uh, the overweight, uh, oh, yeah. the, the heavyset doujin writer from the first game, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. was the only character in this entire, in this entire, in this, of the main cast, I should say, that I found completely unlikable. At one, least, one, out of, least, one out of 32 is not bad. Yeah, like at least Danganronpa two, like even the least likable characters, like you kind of they feel get... bad for when they die. Yeah, and they get rid of him too quickly for you to kind of get really fed up with his antics. I think so. Mm-hmm. They probably did the right thing by making him the killer in the first case, because I think I don't think I'd have been able to tolerate him for another chapter. Like Tefumi, exactly, exactly yeah. like Tefumi. I actually liked how they used Hifumi in the case where he dies in the first game. Yeah, like have, having him yeah, be a exactly. having, oh, yeah. <clears throat> having him as a smokescreen for the real killer was, I think, interesting. Yeah, but yeah, but he was completely annoying as a character, and I was glad to see him go. I just get weird about the puzzle mechanics and murder mechanics of these of these stories. I I, I read a lot of murder mysteries on my own. I I love Christie and. Uh, and even Grafton sometimes. So I, whenever I see a, a really convoluted, imaginative murder in one of these games, I just, I don't know, I, I that re- that resonates with me. <laughs> I just love murdering Japanese teenagers, guys. Well, we have that on air now. It is in <laughs> oh, no. for all time. Oh, great. And we're absolutely oh, yeah. not going to edit that out. Okay, May- maybe this will be, that will cause me problems if I try to travel to Japan in the future. But for now, I don't think... I don't think they can convict me without you evidence. Get stopped, you get stopped at cost, customs by someone in a Monokuma cosplay being like, "No, <laughs> oh, we have a we have a proposition for you." Oh, interesting. If you know what? I don't need a reward. No, absolutely not. I'll, I'll just I'll do this for free. Oh boy, there I go killing again. Oh rats! <laughs> I just can't stop killing Japanese teenagers. Man, it's a it's a problem. Are okay. we ready to talk about the absolute? Uh, glitch in the matrix, complete bonkers nuttiness that happens at the end of the game. I think I am if you are. Thinking about this case makes my head hurt. <laughs> That's so, so clever, though. 
Yeah, it's really kind of hard to because the way it graduates, you can kind of start to see it coming. Like literally, the the game will start randomly glitching out on you, and there'll be errors, <laughs> and you'll get little code snippets going across the screen. So the fact that the entire island, Jabberwock Island, is a computer simulation is kind of you can kind of see it coming as it's going. But I really like the gradual reveal and just this descent into how it all plays out it's it's really and it's two parts to it as well because before you're given i think you all have the prologue or epilogue or something and you have this bit on what you assume and is definitely a boat between the two chapters and right you're just like what is going on so you've got two characters you've got nagito and one other character that you can't see because you're from their perspective talking to each other on a boat and that just completely spaced me out yeah, and, 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 and know, up in the school and nagito has a woman's hand with painted fingernails oh that's oh. it onto his arm yeah and oh. uh, and if also if you think back to the very prologue of the game <clears throat> um what you what i thought was a dream sequence the first time i played it shows uh uh the main character hajime walking through a series of doors that are you know, a little matrixy, and how the sort of the background seems digitized, and it doesn't seem like a doesn't seem like a real door. <clears throat> yeah. But really, that's him entering the simulation because the island is not a real island. They're all uh, asleep and attached to a computer simulation <clears throat> as a form of rehabilitation, right? A rehabilitation because, as it turns out, the entire class were. The re- they're known as the Remnants of Despair, and they were essentially a terrorist group working for Junko. They were they were Junko's followers, and I think <laughs> I think they were a class at um, the Hope's Peak Academy a year or two ahead yeah. of um, of Makota of Mac- um, the first games class. I think. I believe so. So like like yeah the the, the first team the, the, in the first game Makoto is uh, and those guys are first years and these and this class are a year or two older than they are, and they uh, <clears throat> they're Junko's followers, and each of them is uh, is in this island that's supposed to be a positive place where they can remember who they were before Junko turned them, but uh, Junko. A, a virus, a viral version of Monokuma carrying Junko's consciousness enters the system and, uh-huh. and starts the killing game. And the plan is... Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, the, the plan I still don't 100% get, so again, correct me if I'm messing up. The plan is, when they graduate and leave the simulation, all of the ones that were alive at the end will remember who they were and remember what happened in the simulation, but the ten or so who were killed during the simulation will wake up with Junko's consciousness, and she'll be alive in with however many ten or eleven versions of herself again. Yeah, that's right. Jesus. And, and, and it entered that way because Hajime was secretly Junko's number one top agent, and he, <laughs> and, and he snuck a USB in, uh, onto the boat and uh, planted Junko in the in the computer sim. Yeah. And then yeah, uh, yeah that and then like and then you have the two like the future foundation. They they've been playing you against the future foundation for the entire game. Yeah, Turns but, out yeah. they're the good guys. They're the anti despair people and they have the characters from the first game. Yeah, the future foundation are Makoto and Byakuya and Kyoko from the first game trying to rehabilitate the uh, former terrorist cell instead of execute them. Yeah. 
And they're against, uh, mostly against the rest of the Future Foundation's wishes because I believe that they are not happy. I think Makoto has to do a lot of convincing initially, and then everybody else kind of, well, the other two characters yeah. buy into oh. it and the rest of the group bit off. But um, yeah, um, Chapter 6 is really deep. And I think, I think, um, I think Hajime's side bit really throws me off because he's initially you find out a couple of chapters before you find out he's a reserve student and you find out basically there's the main classes of Hope's Peak Academy and again I may have this wrong and then you've got the reserve classes which were basically people that entered like normal or they had to they weren't picked basically yeah so. I, I think the main class of Hope's Peak are the ultimate students which are yeah. uh, which you know we've we've met 32 of them or so over the course of these yeah. two games and but they also have a reserve class of students that have to get in there normally and pay and or their parents pay like a private school just because yeah. there's not enough you know just so the school can sustain itself and Hajime was a reverse a reserve class student but then he was hmm. experimented on to become the most talented student of all time or yeah. something, and so the uh, oh, yeah. so the version of Hajime in the simulation is his old reserve student Milk Toast self. Self, I just like the word Milk Toast. Yeah, it's, it's, good, it's, it's a good description. Yeah, it's a great word. Um, but the version that you see on the boat with huh. with long wild hair and in a suit, and I think you see him in the uh, in you see this version of Hajime in one of the side games too, is the uh, this ultimate talented, like super smart, super athletic, super student who is Junko's number one agent. The ultimate hope, who is both Hajime and Izuru Kamakura, who is the um, oh yeah, the, version. yeah, he was the uh, the yeah. epithet for the experimented on uh, Hajime. That's right, yeah. Oh man, I remember seeing. I think Ezuru Kamakura is quite important in uh, the anime of um, Danganronpa Three as well. I think he pops up a few times in there. What oh, yeah. a mess! What a messed up situation to be in. What the hell? Like recapping over it with everybody is. Yeah, um, Ezuru Kamakura is like almost as creepy as um, Nagito because of how kind of I don't know plain face they play. And yeah, the, the, Hajime, they're, like, they're, they're both creepy, so... but for different reasons. Yeah, when, and Hajime when plays you get into, the... I would say when you get into, uh, they get into briefly what the remnants of despair were doing, what they were like after Jinko died, um, because and I, I, I need to, I need to reference, and this could be a, a quirk of the localization or just how it's handled. But we mentioned earlier, uh, Naito has grafted Junko's severed hand right. onto his own. Okay, so that's gross and creepy. Apparently, all of the remnants of despair had no. Yeah, it's it, it's all, so, sometimes it's implied and sometimes it's shown more uh, more explicitly. But um, well, I'm well. The thing is, I'm, what I'm getting to is like when they start describing like they would put body parts into them. Like it's implied Fuyuhiko's eye patch. It's because he put an eye in there. It's because he replaced his eye with one of Junko's. Uh, it's implied that Akane and, was star- was starving herself, which is ironic because she's eating nonstop in the simulation. And that. Uh, what, what, I think it's implied yeah. Kazuichi, I'm pretty sure, was yeah. trying to impregnate Junko's corpse. Yeah. yeah. This and is the stuff I, on the phone, wasn't it? Yeah, and, 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 also, wanna, and also Sonia may have murdered her parents. <laughs> and I want to I, I wanna, I wanna draw attention to the necrophilia bit because Junko... <laughs> you, 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 just, you just said the words, I want to draw attention to the necrophilia. 
Yeah. <laughs> on a podcast. Peter, we're, Peter, we're, you, we're, Peter you and I are both getting in trouble. that Japan never left us do <laughs> Yeah, so you two, like, when before we got to this bit, you were both saying, it's the phone bit, it's the phone bit. And I thought, but none of them have got any phones. And then the phone came up and all this stuff happened. Yeah. And I think I had to put the, I think I had to put the Vita down for a bit because I was like, oh, they went there. They it, went so far with it and everything. It's so creepy because... Featureless pile of gore by the end of Danganronpa 1. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, yeah, she's, she's just uh, like annihilated by pile drivers and uh, baseball pitching machines and motorcycles and, and burning fire trucks and all, all kinds of nonsense. So she should not be a recognizable corpse. But uh, her the remnants of despair you know, all kind did all kinds of awful things to her corp- corpse because they were feeling so much despair for losing their leader, I guess. And um, and then uh, they all get kidnapped by Makoto's faction within the Future Foundation and, and attempt to be rehabilitated thanks to uh, um, their AI. Uh, oh shoot, what was the AI in Danganronpa One? Chihiro. Chihiro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was what didn't that Chihiro have? A, didn't they give a different name to Chihiro's AI uh, version? Alter ego. Alter ego. Yeah, yeah. Alter ego. Yeah, that's sorry, it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, that's the name I was trying to remember. They have alt and they have alter ego running the uh, running the simulation, but. Uh, we were talking about the cell phone, which is uh, uh, which I I think I hinted to both of you before you started, or when you both started playing Danganronpa Two. Oh, wait for the cell phone, because the uh, <laughs> during the final trial segment, um, the virus version of Junko is basically your opponent, and she's represented on screen by a giant version of Junko slamming down an enormous. Uh, girly self, girly, you know, bedazzled cell phone. <laughs> Excuse me. Amazing. Bedazzled cell phone with a video version of Junko on the cell phone screen. And it is it is hilarious and absurd and kind of dark and intimidating and just an amazing visual choice. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> It's crazy, especially I did not expect Junko to come back. Even as a virus, like they brought her back in the biggest way possible. I love Junko because she was my favorite character from the first game. She's a very she memorable de- villain. Mm-hmm. She's Real memorable. Talk, I was really glad to see her come back. Yeah. Yeah. Really, I'm but, really glad that she. But now that they've brought her oh back, in, they've brought her back in these ways, and uh, Dungan, and uh, they brought her back for the prequel for a uh, version of the anime, and. Uh, and and she, um and in the Gaiden chapter, which takes place between Danganronpa one and two, I'm slightly terrified that they're going to find another complete nonsense way to bring her back for the third game. <laughs> I bet she. Yeah. Will. I like I I I've I've avoided Danganronpa V three spoilers, but I'm 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 thinking to myself simultaneously. There's no way they can bring her back, and also they're going to bring her back. <laughs> It could yeah, go, it could go either direction. Sherlock, I, feel. You don't, I don't trust <laughs> anything. I don't trust that this game, the sequel, is not related in any way. I don't trust any of it. So, when, but I also don't trust the internet. So I'm not. I've heard. I, I have heard that the sequel is good. It's the um. It has the highest. Oh, yeah. It has the highest Famitsu rating of any of the Danganronpa games, and the buzz oh. I've he- the buzz I've heard from forums and other wor- and otherwise of the, uh, from the Japanese version is all very positive, and that's that's extremely encouraging. But yeah. I mean, I, I but in the back of my head, I'm thinking they're going to bring back Junko somehow. I have no idea how, <laughs> but they're, they're going to bring her back somehow. Yeah, I mean. Like you said before the podcast, 
it's there's no game that I'm, I'm not particularly fussy about spoilers as long as I don't know absolutely every detail. Danganronpa bucks the trend. I hate spoilers for Danganronpa, and I did like, like I said, I knew about Chiaki um, being the killer in the commas because Nagito's messed up. Um, but nothing else. I didn't know anything else. So everything else came as a big surprise. And it, there's not many games that make me think as much as Danganronpa 2 did because I had to go away and think about it and piece everything together from the first also, game and the second game. And, and uh, yeah, also on. uh, one one minor thing that we, I think, uh, alluded to at the beginning, the um the fevers that uh, they all start having around Case 3 are glitches in the simulation. Yeah, and the re- right. and the, uh, w- Because they all start, they all start uh, taking on unusual behaviors, uh, or, the, or the sick characters do, and that's because the, the computer sim is messed up, and, and Mikan's disease, which, you know, her, her body felt, uh, felt hotter, um, like, temperature hotter, uh, be, yeah. as, as a result of it, but also she reverted to her despair-obsessed personality and decided to kill people in the name of June <laughs> was, was why she was acting so crazy during her, yeah, during her she, trial. So, yeah, like, yeah, they they, yeah, they tied a lot of they tied a lot of stuff in surprisingly well. Sorry, Peter. <laughs> no, it's fine. I I, I sorry. I was in the, I was I, I wasn't where I thought you were going with that. I thought you we were no. going to mention that uh, Chiaki was an AI too. Right. Oh well, I I hadn't I wasn't oh, yeah. going there yet. But Chiaki is an AI. She was not one of the students um, that was uh, part of the remnants of despair, and uh, she was placed in that group in order to guide them towards hope and sort of help the group along. And she was working with Monami from the beginning. And, uh... Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's completely crazy. And eventually, Hope does win out. And the ending is a little ambiguous. They, uh... It, it shows... I think they indicate that Hajime and the surviving students awake from their comas, or awake from the simulation, and the uh, students that died in the simulation are in comas. And they're, uh, and I think like the idea is Hajime and the others are going to wait and try to and try to help their friends wake up. Yeah. So the I think the um, what's put to them is that they can save all their friends, but they'll basically go back to the way they were, which means they'll be the remnants of despair, or they can fight against it. They'll survive, but they'll be on a course for rehabilitation in the real world. I think, or at least the people who survive, if they go the right way, they'll be on they'll be on the course for recovery, basically. So, so yeah, they, I, I, there's it's a little ambiguous, but mostly p- yeah. mostly uh, you know uh, uh, mo- mostly positive. There's 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 a twinge of hope in there. <laughs> Uh, not yeah. unlike not unlike the very ending of the first game, but um, I want to move ahead a little bit and talk about the Danganronpa three anime, which we've all seen parts of, maybe not all of, because it goes. I've seen none of it. Yeah. Okay, it goes interesting places. Um, now, d- now briefly for I guess listeners' benefit and maybe also Alana's benefit, the Danganronpa there is a Danganronpa three anime that is a sequel to Danganronpa one and two, and not connected to Danganronpa V three that comes out in English in a few months. It is. In two halves, one half is set after Danganronpa 2 and is about a third killing game with uh, Makoto from, and Kyoko and a couple other students from the first game plus new characters. And the other half of it is a prequel that is about the Danganronpa 2 cast and how Junko turned them all to despair. Yeah. So it's super interesting. And one of the main characters of that, of that prequel half is Chiaki. She was a real person 
with that gamer personality and 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 a very likable character in general. And um, part of what drew, drew them all into despair, of what drew all those students into into despair, is what happened to Chiaki. So. Yeah, they, they really tie it all together in a fascinating way with that sequel anime. I recommend it's 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 dark and difficult to watch sometimes, <laughs> but I I recommend yeah, it I, if you if you like Dundrapa one and two. Yeah, I did take it an episode at a time because I needed like I needed to breathe in between. <laughs> it's like oh god. Yeah, my, the my first li- episode in particular even is just like because really- you, you see everyone in their full remnant of despair mode, and it's actually mm. really depressing. Yeah. Jeez. It's yeah. like you see, like, freaking uh, Mekon with, like, a someone strapped to a table, and she's bringing out, like, a giant syringe, and it's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's dark and crazy and weird, and, um, I, 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 I don't... Heavy. Yeah, I haven't I haven't finished it yet, but I know I know that the uh, the last episode is called um, episode of hope or something, and is some form of epilogue. I don't know exactly what happens, but it's uh, and, and and the two different halves of it are called the future arc and the despair arc. But I'm this whole package of games, Dungarampa one and two, and the anime and the upcoming game V three, is there's no other video games or visual novels like it. It's it's hyper stylized, hyper exaggerated, battle royale, um, very anim- anime centric, uh, tropey character designs that are. But the 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 plot is so insane, and and the characters are well written enough that you look beyond the tropes and like them. I, I I'm very attached to this series, and I'm I'm I, I don't know what plans they have beyond Danganronpa V3, but I'm I really really. I, I, I'm really thirsty for that game, and I don't know if I'll if my thirst will be totally quenched by it. I, I might want yet more <laughs> afterwards. I I got no guarantees on that front. Um, yeah, it's excellent. It's an excellent series. I yeah, really looking forward to seeing where it goes where it goes from here. And I don't I know very little about Danganronpa V3. I have seen uh, pictures of the cast, sort of like uh you know, basically just the 16 characters and what they are each the ultimate of. And I have, and I have some just by looking at them, and by the name V three, I have some theories about them that may or may not be related to Japanese superheroes. <laughs> but <Huh>. yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. But uh, it's I'm really excited for that game. It's one of my most anti- like if it, it would, but it would have been my most anticipated game of 2017 <laughs> if it wasn't for Persona Five. Well, it is now. Yeah. It's my most anticipated game of the re- of the remainder of 2017, and it comes the out second half of the year. Yeah, and it comes out within a couple of weeks of East Eight, which is another game I love, or I I will yeah. love. September end of September. Mm-hmm. September's my gonna birth- be a wild month. Yeah, my birthday yeah, present's sure. gonna be a game about killing school kids, and I'm fine <laughs> with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's all of us. We are now on a blacklist yeah. somewhere. Yeah, welcome to oh, the yeah. welcome to the Japanese travel ban list, Alana. I'm pretty sure I'm on. I think I'm pretty sure I'm on a blacklist for something else as well. Anyway, for hating something that somebody else likes, whatever. Well, I am too, but I mean, nobody of influence (laughs) likes Kingdom Hearts, so that's fine. No, like, (laughs) where God, like, but yeah, I don't think I I don't Um, know if I hate that game as much as I love hating that game. I think you love hating it. I think you love the attention. That's that's probably it. But yeah, yeah. um, 
Are we going to talk about favorite characters? Because I know oh, we've touched sure. on all of them. We've done like a whistle-stop tour of the game. But... Yeah, we've talked about probably all of them. I don't did we Did we skip anybody? Um, um, going, going through a list. We think we oh, missed... The, the twist with Fat Biakia is kind of interesting. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course, like, yeah. Because copycat or whatever yeah ultimate imposter ultimate imposter or or copycat either of those is fine so he's a um a character with an unknown real name but who was who was impersonating byakia yeah so we didn't really talk we didn't mention maharu who is the ultimate photographer right she Um, is the she's she's the victim in the second case she's the she she died peko kills her because yeah and, and you know, her backstory was—I didn't totally understand it because, like, I mentioned that there was a there was a visual novel you played before the investigation of the second case. Like, there's a a, a Monokuma gives every gives everyone this video game, and they play it, and it, the video game reenacts events that happened a, a while ago, and uh, you've learned later the, those events were the murder of Fuyuhiko's sister. And so Fuyuhiko plays the game and realizes that one of the other students there was part of the group that killed his sister, and realizes that it's Mahiru. So he is about to go kill Mahiru, but Peko, to defend Fuyuhiko, kills Mahiru ahead of, before Fuyuhiko can go after her. I think. Right? Some, yeah, that's how that's it is. That's about right. I thought it was more that Mahiru was a witness to the, was a witness to the crime, like she was culpable. But it wasn't. Uh, it, it, there was like a group of girls, and um, and they. I think they may have led uh, his his sister to suicide, or somehow were involved in his sister's death. And she and uh, but she was one of the people part like party to it. It's uh, it's again. I don't remember it a hundred percent clearly. But uh, that that's my hero's arc for you. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I liked her when she was there. Like. Yeah, she was fine. She but, uh, was a normal high school girl. So I guess we have run through all the characters now. So, um, Alana, who, if you had to pick an overall favorite in the game, who would it be? <laughs> um, I'm going to save one of them because I feel like... Well, I mean, I'll say the Gundam's probably my favorite, but if we're going to go on to another character, because I think everybody loves Gundam and we have spent a fair amount of time on him... <laughs> um, it's a character I didn't expect to like at the beginning of the game, and we've already talked a little bit about his arc with Peko. Um, so Fuyuhiko ended up being one of my favorite characters just because he goes through a hell of a development arc in the game. Mm-hmm. So oh, he's, yeah, he's you and great. you. And I remember Mike telling me this a couple of times, but originally the writers and developers wanted um, Fuyuhiko to be one of the victims, I believe, or the killers. Yeah. But it, definitely, no, 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 no. They, they were. They, he was going to be the victim of case yeah. three, but then exactly. they, but they decided that they wanted to write. They wanted to spend more time with him, so they had Sayo, uh, They had Hiyoko be the witness mm. that died instead of Fuyuhiko. Yeah, and um, mm. I think it works because Fuyuhiko has got a much more interesting arc overall. He's got quite a lot of ties into the story. I really like his character, and I thought I was going to hate him, and I love the fact that the whole thing was turned upside down, and by the end of it, Fuyuhiko is basically leading everything and is the one spurring you on rather than you spend as... um, um, Hajime, you spend so much time trying to get him to do stuff, and he's just like, "No, I'm going to go for a walk, and we'll expletive at you, and walk off, and be the complete hard nut that he is." But right, right. And, know, and, and at the yeah. beginning of the, and at the beginning of the game, for you, he goes kind of terrible. He's uh, he rebuffs he's everyone, dreadful. and every and uh, yeah. he's he's a major suspect in the first and second murders just because he's t- he's he's so rude to everybody. 
but even then, like, he's a lot to do with the second murder. That's true, he's yeah. He's so involved in it with Pekko, and Pekko and Fuyuhika's relationship is awesome. Like, the fact it's very that sweet. And he's you... gone in with their, his bodyguard, basically, and she is literally, like, she's literally does everything for him. And she had to pretend that she had nothing to do with him. And he finds it really hard. And it's really scary, because when he, the end of the second case, I was convinced he was going to die because he was rushed off to hospital and he spends the rest of the game with a night patch so yeah 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 just, to, to sorry yeah as him. i think as a means of apology to everyone cuz he was so awful he stabs himself in the eye <laughs> or something no um no well, he's, think, he does what? something and strains his stitches doesn't he i think the eye was to do with the samurai death wasn't it the way that um Peko died yeah, he oh, went right. and defended her that's that's um, what yeah, it no, was right mm-hmm. he splits his stitches doing something i believe and or does it deliberately and is rushed off again but no uh, Fuyuhiko is like one of the mm. game's best examples of a character so like I love Junko because she's really well written Byakuya Kyoko but like um, Fuyuhiko is really well done and the fact that I thought oh I'm gonna hate him and then ends up being second or third favourite character is kind of a marvel so touche and congratulations to Making me like an asshole. <laughs> so, so Peter, do you, um, I think I know who this is going to be, but who's your overall favorite? Jackie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, uh, Jackie's the obvious. The, I think the, the obvious pick for me, just because I think she's a lot of fun. And I really, I just, I she's favorite. That's she hashtag best girl. Right. But um, uh, um, more importantly, I think Nagito would be if I had to pick a favorite character in terms of just. This character, how this character develops, and how they um, just kind of he's really fun to watch. He's just one of those guys who bounces around the periphery of the story, just causing absolute chaos everywhere he goes. <laughs> and, and he's and yeah, like his weird obsessions with luck and despair and hope, sort of like color the tone of the game and illustrate some of the themes of the same themes of the game. And he is such an agent of chaos and, and like a complete foil to Makoto, the main character of the first game, the other ultimate lucky student that he's, I, I, I think Nagito is one of like the defining characters of Danganronpa 2. Yeah. He's, Definitely. He's absolutely delightful. Even when you yeah. <laughs> he's my favorite character to hate. Definitely. But I don't hate him because of, what he's done and just his mannerisms and everything he just creeps me out like i remember at the end of the first case where he started to twist and turn you away from the answer and he's just like i just want to see you fighting against despair and you're just like you are a creep and he has this uh, like, th- th- this sort of wheezy laugh oh it's that's so just, weird that's oh, really uh, creepy yeah i it does would make... have loved to be in the recording booth when by, bryce they had bryce pap and brooke voices both makoto yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. nagito i would have loved to see him doing that <laughs> yeah i'm not a fan of bryce pap and brooke but this is his best role by a mile like <laughs> he's he's so atypical of like the the milk toast character basically and magito nagito is not milk toast anything but nope. good work i'd say well, I, I like Nakito and Chiaki uh, and Fuyuhiko a lot, but I'm going to talk about uh, a few characters that we've already br- went over a little bit. But um, Sonia and Gundam, I liked them. Yeah. I liked those two from the beginning. Sonia is a princess of a foreign nation and very tra- and sort of a very traditionally pretty girl who uh, who does not 
um, know social conventions that well and doesn't always understand things like idioms, uh, which I guess means that her she's you know not Japanese and her Japanese isn't good or something. But uh, like seeing her and Gundam have this sort of natural friendship and they start hanging out with each other more and more. And Kazu uh, Kazuichi, what's his name? Kazuchika. Shoot, Kazuichi's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kazuichi is keeps trying to hit on Sonya, and she keeps rebuffing him and hanging out with Gundam instead. And Gundam is a total weirdo who dresses like a ninja and speaks in like Saturday morning cartoon language, and has four pet ham- and has four pet hamsters that are extremely well trained and agile. And it's like these two characters who are likable and funny and interesting sort of have this this sort of organic feeling relationship form made me like them both so much through the whole game because I'm a, I'm a I'm a romantic and a sucker I guess and then yeah. and that made that made Gundam's execution hit so hard that it was yeah, like the really. yeah it was the like other other than the ending it was the mo- it was the most emotions I had felt during this game yeah definitely I lo- firstly that four dot his fourth dot gave us a destruction mm-hmm. I think we need to correct ourselves on that for calling them hamsters <laughs> oh, oh are I'm they very are, sorry alright the, the yeah. four dark gave of destruction yeah um secondly my favourite thing about Sonya is the fact and I thought Sonya was gonna be one of the killers at one point because she <laughs> is obsessed with occult and crime stories like oh my god she is you'll find her in the library and she's just digging up old things just like oh I really like this murderer he's really cool and I'm just like Sonya don't kill people like I love she was so innocent but she just had this kind of fascination with the whole I don't know I think she's interested because she knows the the, um, Kuzuri clan doesn't she she knows the uh, mafia clan I think or Mm -hmm. has has some history with them and she was familiar with uh, Genocide Jack the the, the serial killer from Danganronpa (laughs) 1 that's actually one of the characters (laughs) yeah she's I was convinced she was going to be a killer. Um, I'm so glad she wasn't. I'm so glad she survived. And she so yeah. and she approaches things like uh, like the occult and murders with just such innocent enthusiasm. It's like <laughs> it's like why are you so excited and have your eyes sparkling about talking about serial killers? Yeah, <laughs> Which, exactly. Yeah. And she gets the ha- she gets the Davis as well. So she's looking after the hamsters. The Davis. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Before Gundam dies, he gives the Davis to her, and she tearfully accepts the role of of uh, of um, you know keeping them again. Yeah, Sonia was really great because I thought she was going to be like typically ditzy and I just fell in love with her a little bit. And Gundam, as I mentioned, is a favorite just because he is so ridiculous. And also, yes. uh, Gundam's title is the Ultimate Breeder, which sounds strange <laughs> at first. I, yeah, had to, right. I, had, I had to look this up. Um, uh, breeding Club is basically a, nor- a common Japanese high school club where you look after things like hamsters or a rabbit hutch or something that the school keeps. And it's a and that that happens that that's a normal occurrence in Japanese high school. So he's like the ultimate member of the breeding club and is super good at, you know, keeping hamsters and rabbits. <laughs> so I, I didn't quite understand ultimate the word ultimate breeder and had to do some research on my own. But that's who he is. <laughs> yeah, he's ridiculous. God, he's ridiculous, place. but I love him. And oh I, and yeah, I, and I loved him. Only and Sonya in Daniel does he make sense. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kazuichi is really the only weak link among the uh, the surviving students at the end. Yep. Again, you, you were yeah. absolutely right. He's the uh, he's just like uh, um, oh the guy Kazuhiro. 
Yasuhiro. Uh, yeah. Yasuhiro, yeah. We forgot he's, your name twice. I, I, man, I'm telling you, man, there's so many. <laughs> it's because he's so unforgettable and so irritating. Why it, would you bother to remember him? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't always remember Japanese names very very easily. <laughs> this is how my brain works, I guess. And there's so many yeah. of them in these games. <laughs> yeah, when you've got a cast of Sonya, um, Akane, who is great. I love Akane. Um, oh, yeah, she's fantastic. Hajime. Um, Akane kind of reminds me of the... Uh, she reminds me both of the um, the swimmer girl, Aoi, and, uh, and, yeah. Sa- and, Sa- and Sakura, the martial artist from the first she's- game. She's exactly a cross between those two. Are they the only four that survive? So Kazuichi, Hajime, Sonia, Sonia, and uh, must be one. No, Fuyuhiko. You're right. So th- those five survive. Oh, of course, yeah. Fuyuhiko survives to the end as well. So five out of actually. You mentioned that uh, that Akane is like um, if Aoi and Sak and Sak- Sakura combined. Um, you find the statue of Sakura in. Uh, in the yes. castle towers, and she comments on it. And oh right, right. yeah, <laughs> she does. Oh man, I forgot yeah. about that. Nice note. That's a fun little detail. They know. So we <laughs> have talked about Donagon Rampa for a while, and thank you so much for doing for doing this with me, guys. I really wanted to address the sequel after you two had played it, and maybe I think we alluded to this a little bit, but as both of you were playing it, I was very excitedly messaging you <laughs> separately, like, oh, have you, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? Oh, wait for the cell phone. Like, go. all kinds of... I, I tried to do that with uh, spoiling as little as possible, and I had a lot of fun following the two of you playing it and enjoying it, so thank you for that as well. Over, the, over the past couple of months. <laughs> Danganronpa 3. The original Danganronpa Romper was probably my second favorite game journal game of last year. Everyone knows what my first is. But um, <laughs> Danganronpa 2, Danganronpa 2 is, they're both of them as a couple game. Like, I'd put them both together. And because you can get them on the PS3 now, and everybody should mm-hmm. go and play the PS3. Uh, P- PS4, PS4, PS4 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You should go and buy the double pack if you've not played them, because are they, they are the are... prime example of um, uh, action, they're not action games, adventure games and visual novels. They are, I, I really struggle to play visual novels after this game because this has just kind of rewritten the rule book for me 40 times over and is a fantastic example of how to write a really good story, do crazy plot twists that make sense and not leave plot holes and, and write I, good characters. And you're absolutely right. And I, we, we should also mention that Danganronpa 1 and 2 are both also on PC. Um, they are. And, and the PC version came out a little before the PS4 version, so it, was, it had been out on Vita for a while first, but now you can find it on PC or PS4, and I no, recommend playing... They are a hell of a double act, playing them back-to-back. So, uh, really they're, they're excellent, and I cannot wait for Danganronpa V3 in a couple months in September. Yeah, we're going to have a nice... We're going to have to, like, avoid each other for a while, yeah, or no, at least no. avoid talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to... I'm gonna. Well, I'm going to try to avoid spoilers, and, I'll, and, I'll, and the hard part will be me finishing it in three days or however long it takes, and then to avoid telling everyone else all about it. <laughs> well, it's out in America, like, a couple of days before it's out in Europe, so you'll have to... And I won't be getting it till my birthday, which is about a week after it's out, uh, so... I see. Yeah, you'll have to keep real quiet for a while. But um, I don't know if we'll record a podcast episode about it because it's very recent, and we try to play. Uh, we try to only talk about games that are at least a couple years old. But yeah, that, I, I'm looking forward to that game real hard. So, 
I think we're about done talking about Don Garamba for today. Thank you again for joining me on this podcast, and thank you listeners for listening to us on this podcast. Uh, my name is Mike Solosi, and we are Retro Encounter. If you want to reach us, the best way to do so is via email on uh, retro at rpgfan.com. You can also go onto the RPG Fan's Facebook page and comment on there, comment on the rpgfan.com boards, go to rpgfancom on Twitter, uh, leave messages for... Leave messages. <laughs> sorry. Leave reviews on, I, on iTunes if you're listening to us via that venue. Um, uh, don't know what else to talk about. So mm-hmm. Twitters. Twitters, sure. Peter, where can we people find you on Twitter and the forums? Uh, Twitter, uh, you, just Twitter can find. You can find me <laughs> on Twitter at I Have Fury, which is also my username on the boards. And Alana. Uh, so as I said, beginning diving falcons on the boards. But if you want to tweet me, my name's at Alana Hagues. So please come talk to me. And on Twitter, don't, I am what. Don't, don't, don't spoil Danganronpa V3. Oh, God. Now now that we've said that, everyone's going to spoil it. Yeah, games. I'm going to get tweets like September the 26th, like, oh, so this person dies. I'm like, no. Like, the, murderer is, anyone. the murderer is the ultimate stock car race driver. Which I don't think that's actually, I don't think it's actually one of the ultimates. But anyway, I am yes. at the Real Monsoon on Twitter, and also at Evoker for Dogs on Twitter. But you should you probably are more interested in that first one. And I'm and I'm Monsoon on the forums. That Twitter still like makes me really happy. <laughs> oh, Evoker for Dogs. Of course. Yeah, of course. We, we're all Koromaru fans here. Oh yeah. What a good boy. Anyway, we always come back to dogs. We really do. Hey Peter, do you think we should record a Cats of RPGs podcast eventually? Do you think you'd be into that? I'd, I would be, I'd be into that. I mean, we'd be All talking right. about Morgana for two straight hours. But... <laughs> we can, we'll, we'll, we'll think about that. We'll put that on the ideas board. We'll see. But anyway, uh, listeners, all of you good boys and good girls out there, good night and good luck. Dang and rumpa. <laughs>